And I hope y'all on the line. I hope y'all ready to rock and roll this morning. Pull your notebooks out. Pull your notebooks out. Pull your notebooks out. As I mentioned to you all, as I mentioned to you all earlier uh, in the week, we're starting with this year as a year of a celebration. That means to go faster. That means to accelerate, to get there quicker. We know some blessings are in store for us this year, and we want to experience them early on this year. So I'm just, we're just believing that this is a year of acceleration. And our theme for the month of January, our theme for the month of January is running towards Goliath. Write that down, running towards Goliath. Ramona, are you out there? Ramona? Good morning, morning, Ramona. Good morning, Reba. How are you? I'm great. All right, all right. Good morning, Marilyn. Good morning. Good morning, Marilyn. That's why I forgot about D.C., Marilyn, the home of Chuck Brown. Augusta, Georgia, the home of uh, James Brown. You got Chuck Brown in one place, James Brown in the other place, both of them Browns. Ramona. Good morning, Ramona. Good morning, daughter. All right, are you ready Michael. to rock and roll? Yes. Michael, I'm, I'm, I'm here with Christopher. He said he's waiting on you. I think he you said Christopher, you said Christopher, Christopher waiting on me? Christopher, yes. Tell, tell him I'm going to come work out with him. Tell him I'm, I, I ran for the first two days. Tell him I ran for the first two days of the year. So I'm coming over. I get myself a date. So you got me some new shoes, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying to pass out when I'm getting there, Chris. I'm, good. <laughs> I'm coming, my brother. I'm coming. <laughs> I thank Ramona, you ready? Your elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the eyes to see the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the power, the grace, the gratitude, the determination, as well as the strength and the courage to grab the harvest as before. Just ask in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. So we're going to have a great day today. We're going to have a great day today. I want you to pull your notebooks out. I'm about to give you all some good stuff this morning. I'm going to give you all some really good stuff this morning. It's coming from the B-I-B-L-E. As I mentioned to you all, our theme for this year is our whole, our whole uh, uh, proclamation, declaration, is a year of acceleration, the year of acceleration. And our subtitle for the month of January. I may run farther, but I'm just going to keep it right here with January so y'all can stay with me on this thing. And that is running towards Goliath. Running towards Goliath. You know, I, I, I get excited about, let me put everybody on mute so I can kind of close out the noise. I, I get excited about the things that God is doing in our lives. I, I, I really get excited about it because I'm telling you, the blessings that came in on 2018, y'all, were absolutely amazing. I mean, we had so many blessings. Like, like I, someone just witnessed that, you know, uh, on December 31st, their insurance kicked in so they could get their teeth pulled. I mean, that was, that was, that was something they wrote down in May, I think it was May or June we wrote that thing down, five things you're asking God for between then and December 31st. And amazingly, you know, some people may not see the, the importance of that, 
But when you look at the importance of a blessing coming through, at the last hour, when you were hoping that things didn't, you know, that things were going to work out, and they finally worked out in the last hour, that's a blessing. And it's amazing how sometimes you can never, ever question when God is going to answer a prayer for you. You just can't, you just can't, you can't question it. All you have to do is just to believe. If you believe, God will answer your prayers. I'm telling you, that's what you got to do. You got to believe. And so I believe that this year is going to be a year of acceleration. I believe that we're going to be blessed in a mighty way. I believe that there are people on this call-in line who are going to experience things they've never experienced in their entire life. I believe that. I don't, I don't just believe it partially. I believe it wholeheartedly. And when I talk about running with these shoes on that we talked about, everybody's really understanding the shoes, I gave you the foundation of that yesterday. So I hope that you got that, the foundation of that and the direction that we're going. I'm going to take you all in deeper today because I told you all that we're going to run with purpose this year. We're not, just, we're not just going to be running out there, you know, all just, you know, willy-nilly. We're going to be running with purpose. So I went over the shoes yesterday from the S, the H, the O, the E, the S, and the sideline, you know, that G that, that we talked about. How you got to have gratitude. You got to be thankful. Uh, and then I put down the soul. So, you know, work on that soul because that's important because you got to right, have the right soul. Anybody who trains know you better have the right soul in your shoe. Uh, otherwise, uh, you may have some coins on your toes or some, some uh, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. So, so you, you, we, we talked about that. But I want to take you today, I want to take you today to something I think is going to be really helpful for you. All right? Y'all turn with me and, and, and work with me today. Work with me today, y'all. Go to 1 Samuel 17. I want to start there because I think it's so important to understand. This is in, in the NIV. If you can turn with me to the NIV. That's the New International Version. You probably got the King James Version, but I want you to go from the. I want you to go to the NIV. If you have a cell phone, you can do that. If you got, if you can do that. If you got a computer, you can do that. If you, if you got your Bible, you can do that. On it depends on what version you got. But I want, I'm gonna read it to you because I want y'all to establish. I want to establish to you all um, the direction that we're going. It's important to understand this direction because if you miss the direction, it's like you're gonna be lost. And I don't want you to be lost. I want you to be found. I want you to be ready to rock and roll this year. So I ain't trying to lose nobody. All right? This is the foundation. I'm going to read from 1 Samuel 17, the New International Version. It says, David and Goliath, because our theme is what? Running towards Goliath. For the month of January, we're going to run towards Goliath. So I want you all to stay with me here because it's going it's to be good. It's going to be good. I'm going to read to you a little bit this morning so you can understand what direction we're going. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Sokah in Judah. They pitched camp at Ephes, Damanin, between Sokah and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in their valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another, with the valley between them. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits. That's 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17. We're right now at 1 Samuel 4. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor 
of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves, and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and his iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine's words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Oh, this is getting good. This is getting good. We had our first Samuel's. Uh, 12 now, First Samuel 17 and 12. Here we go. Now David was the son of an Ephrathite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time, he was very old. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to war. The first one was Eliab. The second Abinadab, and the third, Shammah. David was the youngest son. So that means he was number eight. The three oldest followed Saul. But David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For 40 days, the Philistines came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. Now Jesse said to his son David, take this ephah of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these 10 cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all of the men of Israel in the valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, this is 20, verse 17, uh, 20. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out. As Jesse had directed, he reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. 
Now, the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. David asked the man standing near him, what would be done for the man who kills this, this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him. This is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's older brother, heard him speaking with the man, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down here only to watch the battle. Now what have I done? asked David. Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Uh-oh, uh-oh, this is about to get good, y'all. I got to stop right there. I got to stop it. I got to go back. I got to go back to the front. I go back to the top because this is, I, I want to make sure you get this, all right? Let's understand where we are right here, all right? This is David and Goliath, First Samuel 17, all right? Now, this is what's happening. I hope y'all see this thing. The Philistine gathered for war, right? They assembled at a certain place called Soka and Judah. They pitched their camps at Ephesus, damning between Soka and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites, they assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. I want to make sure you understand this right there. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another, with the valley between them. All right, now in verse 4, you now are being introduced to Goliath. Our theme, this, our theme for the month is running towards Goliath, right? That's what our theme is. So here we have a champion named Goliath who was from Gath. Now, Gath must have been an important place because you, you wouldn't just mention a place 
that is not important. See, something happened in Gath that did not happen in other places. First of all, he was a champion. So that means champions came from Goliath. I mean, came, came from Gath. And Gath, uh, Goliath came from Gath. So that was a place that they knew. Just when you mentioned the name Gath, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It brought, it brought a certain amount of, uh, 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 of, of, of fear in the opponents or the people who they're fighting against. Because if they mention a little bit of town, like I came from a place called Aiden, you know, a little bit of small little town, nobody would know where Aiden is. They're like, where's Aiden at? What's, what's Aiden? How do you spell Aiden? You wouldn't, you wouldn't understand it because it's a little bit of town or, or a little bit of town, you know, like uh, uh, Montmorency, South Carolina. You, you wouldn't know where that is. Or a little bit of town called Aiken. South, you wouldn't know where that is if you've never been to South Carolina. You know, uh, a place called Blues Creek. You wouldn't know where that place is because what? There's nothing that's really spectacular about a place like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit of town called Aiden, North Carolina. You, you don't even know where it is. You don't even know where it's located. I gotta start giving you some bigger locations in order to be, well, it's near Greenville. Okay, you know where Greenville is? Well, Greenville is near Raleigh. Okay, you know where Raleigh is? Well, Raleigh is the capital of North Carolina. You know where North Carolina is? Well, North Carolina is right above South Carolina. I mean, you gotta start going into, you know, full detail to explain where Aiden is to some proximity. But when people said, gas, oh my goodness, everybody knew that champions came out of, uh, out of gas. They knew that. So this wasn't a place where we're where, where just, just a, a place they just threw in the Bible just to say, well, I'm going to mention something. No, 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 no. They didn't do that. When they mentioned Gath, that automatically put a, a, a certain um, fear in the other uh, camp's heart. Because when they mentioned Gath and then they said the liar, oh, not only did Champions come out of Gath. Giants came out of Gath. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because where, where was Goliath from? He was from Gath. So if he, he, was, he probably wasn't the only giant. There were other giants. His daddy was probably a giant. A giant. Come on now. Y'all better work with me this morning. I'm going to give it to y'all. I'm going to break this thing all the way down so you can see why we need to run towards Goliath. That's why it's going to be a year of acceleration because you, you need to understand this. I'm not going to take you fast on this. So don't think that we're going to get through this with just one morning. No, 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 no. It's going to take many mornings for y'all to really understand what direction we're going. I'm just building the foundation. All right? So we know this place called Gath had two things. It had champions and it had giants. Because think about it. We never heard about who Goliath's mom and daddy was. But they had to be at least six feet tall because, I mean, I know y'all know a little bit about uh, genealogy and things of that nature and genes. Uh, I've never seen, I'm just saying what I've never seen. I've never seen a four-foot woman and a four-foot man produce a seven-foot child. I just have not seen that. I mean, I'm just, there's certain things, uh, I, just, I just haven't seen it. So if you think about it. If you are a midget and you got another midget wife, you're going you're gonna to most likely have a midget child. I mean, that's just the way that usually the genes work. Unless something happens that's amazing. I just don't know what that could be. So if you think about it, Goliath's mama and daddy must have had, had some giant genes in them. So here we go. Goliath is from Gath, right? And he came out every morning to the Philistine camp. They, 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 they described how big he was. This is what the people on the other side seeing now. 
I don't know whether they're saying it or whether or not Goliath is telling you the story. All I know is what they see in their own eyes is they see a giant that was six cubits and a span. Okay, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna tell you what six cubits and a span mean tomorrow, so y'all can see what, how how tall he was. He had a bronze helmet on his head. They can see the helmet because it was shining. They can see that. That's all they because they never got close to Goliath because Goliath would have killed them. So they're looking from, oh, this is good. This is oh, this is gonna be so good this week. This is gonna be good between this week and next week. They didn't even. They didn't say, hi, Goliath, how are you doing? How are you doing today, Goliath? Let me walk up to you, Goliath, and shake your hand. Can I shake your hand, Goliath? No, 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 no. They were too scared for that. They were looking from a distance. So here they are saying his height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he wore a scale, a, wore a coat of scale armor of bronze. See, you can see that bronze, too. And you know he was he was big because, you know, you can't put no little bitty coat on no giant. You can't do that. You know that, right? I mean, a little bitty coat just ain't going to work on a giant. But this is a big coat, and it was a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. You, you hear what I'm saying? Imagine, imagine they're looking at Goliath from a distance, of course, because they're not up on him. You, you, you recognize that, right? You recognize that they're looking at Goliath from a distance. And they look and they say, wow, that, that, that coat of scale he has on, that coat, oh, that coat must weigh 5,000 shekels. And then they look from the top, now they already see his shiny head because he got that big bronze what? He got that big bronze helmet on, all right? And then you see his chest because he got that 5,000 weighted coat of scales on. And then you keep looking now, then he wore what? He wore he, on his legs. They look. See, because all they could see was legs. They could see his legs clearly because what? They, they, were, they, were, they were small from what they were, you know, projecting from. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves, and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. Okay, see, now he got all this stuff. He got a lot of stuff. His spear shaft. See, not only did he have a bronze javelin, because they saw that shiny javelin because, you know, Goliath, he would just wave that javelin, that, 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 that javelin in the air, you know, just wave it like he just don't care. Y'all know what I'm talking about. He, he, said, he, said, he said that spear, his spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and his iron point weighs 600 shekels. I mean, you, oh, oh do, do you hear what I'm saying right here? It says, now, now that, if you just add up just certain things that he got on, all right? Just do the math right here. You got 600 shekels that he has at his iron point. He got another 5,000 shekels on his legs. Then he has, he has, what, 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 let me go ahead. Say he's, he's let, me see, let me see what else, what else he got. Bronze, yeah, a coat of armor weighing 5,000 shekels. I mean, you think about this, 5,600 shekels. I mean, he is already weighted down, y'all. I mean, think about And he's what? Six cubits wide and a span. Oh, we got to study this. We got to study this. We can't just get through this right here with just kind of browsing over it. I want you all to understand the depth and the actual uh, uh, girth that Goliath represented. And I want you to also put a notation on there from a distance. This is what they observed. From a what? From a distance. Because recognize here, 
you never heard, you never read anywhere in from verse four, uh, 1 up until verse 7. We never heard, we never heard that anybody on their camp actually went and shook Goliath's hand. Nobody ever said to Goliath, Goliath, where are you from? Oh, they knew where he was from. He was from where? He was from Gath. Goliath, who your mama is, who your daddy. They never asked him the question because they were too afraid to get close to him. Because Goliath would just, he would have killed them right then. That's what he did. He chewed them up and spit them out. So, but no, 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 no. They're all looking. Imagine. I want you to just, I want you to just look. I want you to just look. I know where you are, right? You're in your bed. But look across the room, all right? That wall you have over there seems big. That, the other side of your room seems big. The, the things you're looking at seem big from a distance. Oh, they do. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. This story right here is going to build up to a point where y'all are going to burst once y'all really understand what, why we're saying this is a year of acceleration and why you're going to run towards Goliath. Now, I got, I, got, I got to leave you with the last thing right here. I got to leave you with the last thing because I'm not going to rush through this. I'm, I'm going to take it slow. He says, this is right here, and this is, this is uh, we're, we're, we're where now? We're in 1 Samuel 17. We just talked about his, his uh, seven. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and his iron point weighed 600 shekels. His, his, his shield bearer. Oh, now, hold on. We're about to do somebody new to you. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Hold on. So hold on. Now, he got his shield on. He got his armor. He got his shekels. His five thousand shekels of bronze. He got he got bronze greaves on his legs. He got his javelin on his back. He got his spear shaft, weaver's rod, iron point. I mean, he got. And then hold on, you're telling me that I'm about to end right here with the his shield bearer went ahead of him. See, think about it. If you can just go with me today, look what Goliath represents. Goliath represents fear. Put it down. Write that word down. You write that word down. Write the word fear down. Because what Goliath has already established without us really getting to know Goliath is that he has set the tone for fear. Well, Mr. Woods, why are you telling us this? Because so often, we are afraid to go for what God has for us because our Goliath is in the way. Our Goliath has already been established. It's been preconceived by our family, our mother, our father, our friends, our foes, our enemies. You can't do that. You can't achieve that goal. You can't feel, you can't reach that. You can't save any money. You can't get out of debt. You can't become wealthy. You can't, it's all have been pre-established. What Goliath has done at this stage is that he has already established fear in the people. He's done it already. He's already, I mean, think about it. Even you are afraid of Goliath at this point. Yes, you are. Because you, think about it, he's a giant. You're not a giant. He came from Gath. 
You didn't come from gas. He's, his mama and daddy were giants. His great granddaddy was a giant. Oh, he was a green. He probably the green giant. Y'all seen the green giant before the gas? But he was. He, it was. It was amazing that there's already been established that Goliath has put fear into the hearts of the people. And what I'm telling you all today is, put down the word fear, because we're going to deal with that. We're going to tell you why. We're going to tell you why. There's going to, that, 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 that this year of acceleration, we're going to dismiss that fear quickly. We're going, to, we're going to dismiss that fear in a fast motion. It's going to be like a, a quickening to get rid of fear. Oh, we're going to overcome fear. See, sometimes you don't know that you're afraid because you haven't really done anything. But you don't do anything because you're really afraid. <laughs> I hope y'all, I hope y'all going to stay with me. I hope y'all going to stay with me on this journey because this is the time to call everybody you know and tell them they need to tune in to this call-in every single morning from 6 o'clock to 6.30 because I'm going, I'm going to bring it full circle. I'm stopping right there. I'm stopping right here. I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going to belabor you. I'm just going to stop right there on 1 Samuel's 1, 1 Samuel 17 and 7. I'm stopping right there. Put a bookmark down. Remind me tomorrow where we stopped at, where his shield bearer went ahead of him. That's what I'm trying to remember. His shield bearer went ahead of him. So tomorrow we're going to start back with his shield bearer went ahead of him. I want you all to remember that because, see, that's important for you to know where we stopped at. All you got to remember is his shield bearer went ahead of him. Tomorrow we're going to get into it. But today, y'all, you got to remember is his shield bearer went ahead of him. See, this is going to be so good, y'all. It's going to set you free. You know how people exercise the first 30 days of the year and then they stop? You know why they stop, right? Because they quit. They had fear that they weren't going to achieve the goals that they set out for January the 1st. But no, 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 we're not going to stop this thing. This is about to go to another level. I'm telling y'all right now, it is going to become, this is going to be, and these shoes we talked about, y'all watch these shoes. Watch these shoes. I'm, 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 this is gonna, I'm so excited. I got to stop because if I kept on, I would, I know, I, I, can't, I can't keep on. Okay, Ramona, I hope you're there. I hope you did, Ramon. Yes, I hope I you did. I tell you, Michael, I tell you, so good. It's Share Bear went ahead of them. And you know, I tell you, all it makes me think about is excuses get ahead of us. Every time we set a goal, we find reasons why we can't do it. I had a lady uh, yesterday, she says, I really want to go to Dubai. I said, girl, go on and get on the payment plan. And what? The share bearer got in front of her because she started coming up with reasons of why she couldn't go. Things that hadn't even happened yet. I mean, I fear. Just get on the payment plan and just roll with me. And, and, and that's what happens is that you start looking at things that don't even exist and you start looking at things that have happened in the past that your mama never did it, your daddy never did it. Those are That's the right. tackles that people see. But I tell you, that was so good, Michael. I can see where you're going. Fear steps in. Before it steps in, it just, it, it, it's all in our heads. And we got to right. get rid of it. And the way we get rid of it is 
when we just we just gotta do what's gotta be done when it's gotta be done. It gotta be done. Absolutely. Yes, just do what's gotta be done. Gotta be done. When it gotta be done. You will dismiss the fear. I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Michael, you were on point today. Woo! That was so good. I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the eyes to see the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the power, the grace, the gratitude, the determination, as well as the courage and the strength, Lord, to grab this harvest that's here, Lord. It's here, Lord. Thank you. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, all right. All right. Amen, amen. 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 Thank you, Michael and Ramona. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Great word, great word. Great word. All right, all right. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Mr. Woods, for allowing God to use you. This is Floyd. You're welcome. You're welcome. This is great. This is great. I can't just fear. Fear have to go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Thanks, Michael and Ramona. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. All right. All right. Invite somebody on the line. Invite somebody on the line, y'all. Invite them in because we're about to take it to another level. That was amazing, Michael and Ramona. Thank you. All right, Ms. Linda. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Love you all. Love y'all. Thank you. Have a great day, Michael and Ramona. Love y'all. All, all right. Love you, too. Have a super day today. Okay. Ramona? Yeah. Hi, this is Sharia from Rochester. Good morning to you guys. How are you? Hey, what's happening, lady? You? How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New I Year. I have a question. I will be contacting you um, shortly. I'm almost done with hair school. I grad. I have eight weeks left of hair school. Oh, good for you. I wanted to talk further with you about um, earlier, uh, some previous time you had been talking about um, the things that, as a stylist, what you need to get so that you can make your money and not, hold on, hold on, Michael, and not steal from yourself, because I don't want to start out as a thief. <laughs> I, I don't want that either, so <laughs> I wanted to, you know, talk to you a little bit later further on how to start out, you know, and how to get things going. I, I'm i probably going to go to J.C. Penney's before my friend gets her salon going. Okay. But, I just want to be in the right mode and, you know, because I've been a nurse for 17 years, so this is just my second love. I was, I got a spine injury, which ended me being a traveling nurse, so this is my second love that I've always loved to do, and I'll be done in eight weeks, but I will be contacting you. I hope you don't feel like I'm bugging you, but I'll have question after question. I just want to be successful. You know, I just want to be on the right foot starting out. That's it. That's it. All right. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful, blessed day. You too. You too. You too. Thank you. And I'll be in Rochester. I'll be in Rochester on the. Um, they've got a class in Buffalo on the 
on the thirteenth or fourteenth of um January. January. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. She must have hung up. Okay, I'll catch you next time. I'll I'll mention tomorrow. All right, all right. Have a great day. All right, honey. Be safe. All right, we'll do. Bye.